Welcome to the Journal of Biophilic Design podcast. Well, nice to have you here on the Journal of Biophilic Design podcast. Have you seen a copy of our magazine yet? So the first and second issues are out and the third is coming out soon. And the third issue is focused on healthcare. The first one was on workplace and the second one was on home. So each issue has a different theme. You can buy it on our website or on Amazon. And thanks to everybody who's bought so far and supported us. Um, Really appreciate that. We've got a really exciting uh, interviewee today. Um, Her name is Paula Roundtree. She's head of workplace design at Lloyds Bank uh, Group, at Lloyds Banking Group. She's responsible for branch design for Halifax, Bank of Scotland, and Lloyds Bank. So she's got her work cut out for her. And um, she's also speaking at the workspace design show um, which is taking place on the 27th and the 28th of February 2023. Um, It's being held at the Business Design Centre in London and I'm going to put a link in the blurb that goes with the podcast so you can just click through there Um, but if you're listening to it and you want to go and find it it's workspaceshow.co.uk. But first of all Paula many thanks for joining us today. Thank you lovely to be here. That's great. Well, um, can you tell us about yourself? What got you into design? What was your what was your journey? What kickstarted it? Oh, gosh. So um, I work for Lloyd's Banking Group now for um, 34 years. Uh, Clearly, I started when I was about 10, but um, I actually started in the branch. So I worked most of the the different roles in the branch and then kind of went into some of the central teams, um, ended up in marketing, you know, the branding side of things. Um, and started looking after sort of uh, the the brand side of of kind of branch design. And then about eight years or so ago, I transitioned across um, to to kind of the core team and took on responsibility for looking after um, the branch design for our our three retail brands. So as you say, Halifax, uh, Bank of Scotland and and Lloyds Bank. And that's been a bit of an an evolution um, over, over the last sort of a few years about six months now um i've uh, just expanded my role into office design so just looking at how we um how we design our offices for the future as we learn more about uh working methods and things uh, post-pandemic so as yeah. people start to you know having spent two years at home what is the role of office um as people sort of come back in um or do they come back in and if so what kind of things do they need to do in the office so that it yeah makes makes life very interesting never never without a dull moment yeah do you enjoy it is it is it kind of like an enjoyable job is it does it have its stressful moments or are you kind of like yeah I love it I love it honestly I um I get up every day and um yeah feel 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 very proud to sort of do this job I think I personally think it's the best job in the bank but I would um but you know when I talk to people in the bank they're like oh gosh I didn't know people did that and of course of course somebody has to do that you know think about the design so um it, it's a bit more of an unusual um sort, sort of job when I'm describing it at the hairdressers or whatever like oh gosh yeah you know so it's always a talking point um but yeah I get a lot of um I, I get a lot of um joy and and sort of happiness i think um uh, about doing sort of sort of creating great design because it's all about human beings and and being able to kind of see what what something looked like before and then seeing what it looks like after and actually seeing the people enjoy the space um is, is brilliant I, I think it's partly the the marketeer that's still in me you know i used to get a lot of buzz about making a you know a, a tv ad or a, or a big outdoor poster and things but it's over in you know, you spend an awful lot of time and then it's like, you know, two weeks and that poster's gone or a couple of months and that TV ad's down. Um, 
I think with spaces, you're creating something that's going to probably be there for years. So and every time you go back to one that you did, it's it's like a child that you sort of gave birth to in some ways, you know, because you went through all that design process. Um, and then, yeah. So, um, yeah, I love it. Love it. Yeah, you can tell. You can tell. You can tell it's, uh, it's addictive as well. Yes, brilliant. Um, so yeah, you mentioned the sort of human factor there. You kind of mentioned that it, you, when you go back and, and you kind of see how people kind of really enjoy in the space and you obviously get a kick out of that. Why is it important, do you think, that we create um, better workspaces? Well, what's the sort of like one of the key things that really is important? Yeah, I think... Um... I think for me, I think it, it probably, um, if you'd asked me this question a couple of years ago, I might have had a completely different answer. But I think I think having the world having gone through sort of two years of, or two and a half years of sort of isolation and being away from people and, um, you know, all the mental health um, and sort of, you know, difficulties that that, that that was. I mean, I was lucky we're a family of five. So it, we, we still had a yeah, human contact and interactions sort of going on. But, you know, um, for a lot of people, that's so so isolating and I think it it really kind of brought home how important it is to connect with other people um you know it it's it it's it's like the oxygen that that, that we need to breathe really and 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 the food and the, the you know the, the the sort of water I think it's a fundamental sort of thing that as humans we need that interaction um and I don't think we realize how much we need it because we'd always had it until it was sort of taken away I think and it's only when something's taken away from it you realize actually gosh this was actually really important to me and I'm having to kind of recalibrate you know what what this actually means so um so I, I think for me the the importance of of the office space is it, it's about that human connection and it's about being with other people um you know it's those corridor moments or those just that sort of saying hello to other people and you know um sort of yeah just bouncing ideas off of people and and being creative or or just having a conversation and also seeing when somebody's maybe not okay um you know it's it's, it's a lot easier if you see somebody in a in a space to know that you know they're not quite their, their self whereas with a head behind a screen or if they're at home and you can't see them then you, you can't always pick up on on those signs so yeah I think I think it's incredibly um sort of important um the, the workplace just as a sort of you know it's, it's a well-being um yeah it's, it's 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 a well-being um reason I think um ultimately um and we've proven we can do jobs at home we did it for two years but that doesn't necessarily mean we we should or we have to with everything um i think yeah exactly yeah um and of course you're you're going to be speaking at the workspace design show uh coming up um on the between the 27th and the 28th of february 2023 at the business design center in london um i'm going to put a link in the spiel um for people who are listening but it's the workspace show.co.uk um yeah so we're really looking forward to hearing what you got to say about that there as well um how do you think biophilic design helps i mean you obviously how long have you known about biophilic design and and is it sort of uh is it is it you know you're implementing it in your workplace you know how do you think it helps well-being yeah, I think um, I think we we started looking at biophilic design probably about four years ago now, yeah. um, and I think um, I think it's incredibly important actually. Um, so, it, you know, I mean, I, I said to my husband this morning I was having this podcast and he's like, "What are you doing?" And I said, "Oh, it's biophilic design." He went, "What?" And I was like, oh, "All right, okay." So I think that that sort of description and that that sort of terminology, but that it's that deep rooted connection to nature that I think we all have. Um, and 
you, you know, people sort of, you know, when they're when they're going through a moment. I mean, how many times do you go out, outside and have a, and just breathe, you know, and breathe the fresh air, or you know, just look at a great scenery, or that that emotion that you get from you know just being more connected in with nature. Um, and I think for a long time, our sort of you know our spaces almost, you know, I don't know whether it was. Um, just the, the sort of design trends or what, but we almost took nature out of buildings and, um, you know, made them sort of quite corporate and, and maybe perhaps um, a little more sterile. Um, and I think just more recently, I think that trend has started to push, you know, move, move back around. And um, I, for one, think it's, um, I think it's a good thing. I think that connection to nature and when I go into spaces that have greenery or sort of, you know, more of a wood, um you know I, I, I would sort of feel to it um timbers or or, or whatever I, I think you just you calm and you relax um very very quickly um in in the space whereas you know I think I think without that yeah you can still have a great design but it sometimes feels a little bit more corporate a little bit more austere and I think you know planting and biophilia just softens um it softens an environment it makes it feel warmer um, as I say, makes you feel, makes people feel more relaxed um, within that environment, um, and yeah, just they just feel better. Um, you know, there's just something about planting and, um, and 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 things that just yeah, they just naturally make you make you feel better. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's also about colorways, isn't it? As well, you know, you kind of, you know, how you choose to cut change your color palette. You know, so you can have something that's quite earthy or sea or you know blue mind even type things you know but um yeah in the browns and stuff too yeah yeah i was doing um i did a freelance project with with covid actually for my cousin um because he was looking at his office um sort of space and it, it kept me kept me saying because i spent two years just developing perspex and dots um you know for, for spaces which was um not the most engaging um but for him i kind of I, I kind of worked on his his design element and you know, his brand at the time was this sort of hot pink um, and um, I think it had a little bit of, a little bit of, a little bit of orange and everything. It was like, gosh, what can we do? And we were, we were sort of looking at, you know, biophilia planters within the space. And I, I was sort of Googling and I was like, what about birds of paradise? You know, that birds of paradise oh, sort nice. of florals. So we had all the greenery and then this pop of colour coming through. And it was amazing. And we just sort of, you know, wove them in and amongst the spaces. Um, and it was just such a, a subtle, I mean, yes, we could have done great big sort of graphic treatments and things like that, but actually getting across that pop of color within a more natural environment, but using those sort of strong colors from, from that sort of, you know, um, more tropical um, sort of element. It just worked beautifully. Um, and yeah, his, his team loved it. So um, it was good, it was a lot of fun. Fantastic. Well, if you've got a photograph of that, I can put that on the uh, website along with the along with the uh, the post. So yeah, ping that one over. <laughs> Dig one out. Yeah. Um, so I mean, how do you think we, you know, just generally, can companies incorporate biophilic design uh, into their the workplaces? How can we sort of design better um, using it? Really, you know, in our in our thinking as well. Yeah, I think there's I think there's layers um, with within um, sort of biophilic design, and I think as a business you've got to kind of work out, um, you know, what is it you're trying to do. Um, you, you know, first of all, what's the kind of buildings that you've actually got? I think there's degrees of biophilia. Um, having sort of looked at it, so you've got everything from um, 
I'm just going to say plastic planting, um, which is, is sort of there. Um, it looks green um, and you're, you're sort of trying to see whether it's, is it real or is it not real? Um, th there's that sort of side of things. There's preserved planting. So, um, you know, um, planting that was real, um, but but isn't really, but it's, it, it's sort of there. And again, that is probably simpler to deploy um, and it gives the illusion of um, sort of planting within the environment and, and can sort of, you know, um, help with that sort of um, environment and atmosphere and things like that. But I think the true biophilia is where you're into, um, you know, water filtration systems and, you know, being able to do, you know, more planting, whether it's pot plants or trees or living walls or anything like that, that comes with a cost, you know, so it's, it's a cost to install, but it's also a cost to, um, to, to sort of maintain. So for some companies, it's, you know, um, depends where it depends where they are and who they're run by. But um, is it a do you have to create a business case for this? And how do you do that? That's that's challenging, you know, because they're not it's not cheap to do that, that sort of um, filtration system um, so, sort of sort of piece. Um, so it, it's, it's trying to work, I think, with the building. I mean, ultimately, if you have the opportunity to design um the whole of the building and kind of you know work it in and for me it would be integrating that um so everything from sort of lower level planting which can be the pot plants with you know you, you can get um uh, sort of good um good nice beautiful planting at, at that sort of lower level um i'm a big lover of the greenery on ceilings so the hanging plants um that sort of you know drop down i think um i think they're stunning um and and just look amazing um i think the living walls um are interesting um i, I think they can be beautiful but they can also um you know if you don't have a good water filtration system they they you know you get patches that are sort of getting a bit brown and, and wizened and things like that and um whilst i think they look dramatic um i'm, I'm, kind, I'm kind of on the fence at the moment as to we, we, we we've experimented with one and i'm kind of learning as as part of that um but um but but yeah but i mean it's it's, it's all different degrees of um of, of of sort of planting in various different ways that, that you can do it yeah um, i think yeah, with those living walls, I, I interview quite a few different living wall people um, and just through my network and that you just chat to people and they've got different systems. I mean, there's like all sort of digital stuff and there's an app that tells you when it's going dry. Skogluft have got that. They're just introducing that into the UK. They're kind of, they've been all around Europe and stuff and they've just, you know, just been working with the university, I think in Italy, to devise something yeah. to make it like, you know, easy so that nobody screws up on it, basically. Um, yeah. There's a guy called Daniel Bell um, who does eco-friendly uh, living walls and he's got like juniper trees and stuff like that and it's really, really low maintenance, but it's all... Um it's made out of it so it's quite an interesting sort of story um in terms of sustainability as well in sort of terms of branding and pr and whatnot um but it's um it's literally as it's a podcast i've done with him so people who are listening as well can go oh, daniel yeah. he's like uses recycled clothing basically and he just staples it um and there's like no soil um and it's just on a, on a rack basically that's like hung um and it's like you can get something really dramatic and obviously you can sort of you know, color away it and brand it and whatever else with it but it's just um yeah it's pretty, pretty cool because he goes beyond yeah. the you know baby tears and all that sort of stuff he puts those in but then he's mm -hmm. about textures and so you know you can get creative with him and do whatever but anyway i'll yeah i'll uh, i'll send the link i'm always like yeah, yeah. Um, I always feature his work in the journal, actually, because it's just so stunning and beautiful and, and just sort of flamboyant and um, but but simple and sustainable, which is just cool. So anyway, I'm always banging on about him. So poor old Daniel's like, he's, he's must be 
in all the blinking time. So, um, yeah, um, have you, obviously, I know you, you just mentioned the birds of paradise to bring that pop of branded colour, I mean, which I, you know, my, my background is also marketing, PR branding and stuff in a branding agency. So I'm always like, yeah, that's really cool. I'm like, that's such a great idea. I want more people doing that, kind of thinking out the box like that. So I, I can imagine what that must look like. Um, for yourself, like in the current role that you've got, maybe one of the banks or something, have you, um, you know, sort of used biophilic design? Maybe you could just sort of tell us a little bit about maybe what it was like before um, and then kind of what you, you know, what the challenges were maybe and what you did and maybe the differences. Yeah. One of the things, this is why sort of a few years ago, we were, we, we were how we got into um, and into sort of biophilia. So um, I think from, from Lloyd's um, bank, we've got um, sort of quite a strong sustainability agenda. Um, so um, we've got all sorts of pledges and commitments that, that we're sort of making. So, you know, I kind of wanted to think about, well, what could I do from a, um, a, a physical branch um, design perspective? And we had a branch coming up um, that we were um, sort of about to refit um, it suffered a lot of water damage. In fact, it had had a fire and then it had had water damage. So um, on Oxford Street. So we wanted to kind of create something special. Um, it's just up uh, opposite sort of Bond Street um, station. So very, very central um, sort of location, big branch. Um, we had, a, we had a, a reasonable budget to be able to kind of um, to redo that. So we kind of said, right, okay, if we were going to do a sustainable branch, that was the sort of brief that I gave to um, to the team and, and how we sort of thought about it was if we're going to do if we're going to really push the boundaries about sustainability um what could we do within um you know the, the, the physical sort of, sort of branch design so um you know we changed all the HVAC heat you know changed all the heating systems to HVAC and um we've got I think it's a ground source heating uh, pump in there and um we did LED lighting so we kind of really did all that um but then we also wanted to think about um sort of biophilia and we did some real cool things about furniture as well so we were uh, connected up with um, a company called Chimera, who um, they take uh, sort of uh, plastic waste out of the ocean um, and they create fabrics um, with it. Um, so we were doing, you know, chairs fabrics and um, we found some really cool tables that were old, um, old army uniforms, the green ones and the blue ones were all bank uniforms, which we <laughs> thought was quite cool. So we, we, we kind of were really looking at, at, at we, we really sort of explored like little companies that were sort of being very innovative in that sort of sustainability mode and then of course planting so you can't really do a um a, a physical space when you're looking at um uh, sort of sustainability without thinking about planting um so, so that's when we started to sort of explore um you know what what could we do and we we, we kind of wanted to experiment with all elements of it so within there I've got some high raft um, sort of, uh, you know, moss kind of walls, um, not walls, they're sort of discs um, that are sort of coming down. We've got preserved planting um, up at the ceiling level, partly because we'd already had yeah. a flood in there. So I, I getting anybody to commit to water filtration systems up on the ceiling level, I wasn't going to get there. But we've done a living wall on the outside. Um, so we've, we've kind of created um, a, a sort of living um well, sort of fascia, so the brand um, element around is is that fascia, and then we've got um, sort of planters that will grow over time. So um, they've started; they're sort of about that size at the moment. But I think in a few years they should be cascading down the building, and it should it should feel um, you know sort of all the it's not ivy because we didn't want it to go mad, but it's that sort of hanging um, sort of planting um, that we're sort of doing. Um, and then we had some planters, you know, plant pots um, as well with um, some sort of, you know, ground level. Um, and we started, I started to sort of get 
bit of an understanding because there is this thing about being able to produce um so having planting about putting um you know oxygen back into um the air which is another angle of of, of, of sort of biophilia um around that reoxygenization and and obviously um great for the planet as well so um it, it, it all of those different so we experimented with all of it um we i think the building is it's just a year old now so it's been, it's been up and running about a year and we were back in and um there was a problem with the filtration system on the front it was blocked so we had to redo a little bit of that so that was a learning um more about the installation rather than the actual concept but it, it does show you that idea of a digital app would be much better we'd have noticed it sooner rather than me just having to want that walk past and go that's looking a bit brown that shouldn't be looking like that um and the plant pots as well, I think we we wanted the branch colleagues to be able to water them and it's clear they haven't watered them. So there's something about the operating model as well when you're kind of, you know, you're going to do planting into buildings. You've got to get that sort of, you know, how are these plants going to be taken care of? Um, you know, are you going to automate it? Are you going to get, um, you know, facilities management company to come in and actually, you know, water those things? So I think it def definitely gave us a lot of um, a lot of learnings and insight, which we're starting to then sort of think about how we build that in. As I'm thinking about office design, which is the sort of the sort of next space for me. Um, yeah, it's given me a lot of learnings, but um, I definitely need an expert um, sort of working alongside me to kind of, you know, keep keep me. Um, sort of guided as far as, far as that's, that's concerned really. Um, but it, it's been amazing. And, it, and the, co the colleagues loved working in there. They still love working in there and it looks amazing. Um, and, and customers really love it as well. You know, we've, we've had, um, yeah, we've had some, so, this is a whole story. The whole space is, is kind of got a story around it in terms of what we've done. Um, and we have had a couple of, um, I think, I think we had a, a, a member of Take That. I can't remember which one it was coming in and they were talking about the whole story and things like that. So they feel very proud of the colleagues in terms of being able to explain the space and what it's all about. But um, yeah, we got a lot of learnings from it and we're starting to weave some of that sustainability um, aspect into um, the kind of scale rollout of our, um, of, of, of our sort of spaces and our, our, our broader branch uh, programme. So it's been good, yes. a lot of learning. Sounds fantastic. I mean, you, you touched on there about the sustainable aspect, like getting the recycled, you know, and working with smaller companies as well, you know, companies that are kind of innovate, innovating in that space. Um, I mean, I, I just I love biophilic design for so many different reasons. And, and that's one of them, you know, that whole kind of sort of sustainability um, aspect. Do you do you yourself? I mean, you. I mean, I kind of sort of know the answer, but maybe you can elaborate on a little bit. But do you yourself think that biophilic design and sort of nature-inspired design is sort of one of the? It's quite quite key, really, for us trying to re, reach sort of the net zero targets and and kind of like trying to push also sustainable behaviour amongst the workforce or the people who are using the space as well. I mean, what what do yeah. you feel about all that? Yeah, totally. I think. Um... I, th I think I was I was lucky enough to go on a um, I think the bank was doing something with um, I think it was it was Cambridge um, so did a little, little sort of mini course around sustainability and I, and I think some of the 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 insight that they were giving you just looking back at how the how how the planet has warmed up over the last sort of you know um, I think it's about fifty years they had this sort of you know line where it's fairly blue and then it gets oranger yeah. and redder and redder and you know you you just sort of look at it and it and it's such a it's such a big overwhelming 
problem and it can feel quite overwhelming I think to a lot of people about you know well what can I do can I you know obviously I can recycle at home and I can do this and what you know what what, what can I do and I think you know if you start to think like that it becomes too big and I so I think you know trying to think um and, we, and we're doing this in the bank at the moment we've, we've set sustainability as one of our sort of you know values um sort of you got to get everybody in the bank thinking about so in your role what can you do um, to further that that sort of sustainable that sustainability um, agenda, and I think that's a really powerful statement actually, um, because I think that's where I side. So what can I do within my role to actually think about sustainability? So I'm I'm um, you know I've, I've been championing driving out paper um in in branches so um you know we have a lot of paper if you come in for certain sort of interviews you can go out with a stack of you know brochures and quotes and you know illustrations and things like that and you know being able to move more of that into sort of more of a digital um sort of platform would obviously help with the, the sort of paper piece so it's really sort of examining the, the the role that you do and thinking about how you can become more sustainable um but i think by affilia and planting i think it becomes a much more visible statement as well about how the bank is thinking about sustainability you know um and i think putting planting um back into the workplace and the environment they're big spaces and you know i, I think there's just something about as i say the visible statement but also that sort of reoxygenization and the feel good and being sort of back connected with um nature also, also possibly i just it's a, it's a hypothesis but um you know possibly that visible statement of this is a this is a bank that is committed to um you know a sustainability agenda and it's not just thinking about you know the bigger sort of things that the bank can influence but also the smaller things around how we can you know make, make people feel just a little bit better in the work environment so um so yeah so our, our new designs that will be coming um will have um a lot more uh, sort of planting um within them and we're really thinking about how we how we do that um but lots of people all over the world have been doing a very very good job about it i see all sorts of um you know stunning um sort of placement um i was looking at a uh, i think it was a sort of reception desk the other day and in and it was you know square box this grid framework and it just had this amazing tree growing out of the back of it and i thought oh my goodness that just it looks so stunning and to have a tree in a space you know um when you go to restaurants and they have you know live trees within spaces it just makes you feel so good and um yeah i think there's just something joyful about actually wow this is an amazing space and that that sort of connection so yeah having the opportunity to do it in our office spaces i think is, is just going to be a real privilege um i just want to make them timeless i want them to just you know last and um yeah be there for, for sort of future generations really because planting can do that right it, it doesn't just stop you know that's lovely well, um, we're nearly at the end. Um, so is there anything else you'd like to add before I ask my magic question? <laughs> um, no, no, I don't think so. Just thank, thank you for having me. It's been a, it's been a, yeah, it's been a pleasure actually just chatting all things um, sort of design and planting. Um, but yeah, thank you. That's really nice. Well, um, so the, the question I ask everybody at the end of the podcast, and I think it is my favourite bit, <laughs> um <laughs> this magic um if you could paint the world with a magic brush of biophilia what would it look like um so i'm thinking about office spaces now and cities and if i had my way i would have the top of every building 
having a garden and a wild um, sort of nature garden with, um, you know, beehives and pollination and um, really something that is just, you know, um, if you if you were sort of drone up rather than looking down on buildings at the moment where there's this concrete jungle, it would actually be, you know, a very it would feel a very green space. You know, I think I think we're lucky in Britain that we have a lot of green space around. I you know I live somewhere that is, is, is terribly green and it's beautiful. But when I go to London or Manchester or whatever, there's such built up enclosed spaces. But actually, when you look top down, there are so many rooftops that could be gardens, um, you know, um, and I know it's challenging and planning permission and all the rest of it, but you gave me a magic wand. So I'm kind of going, right, forget all that. Um, we just make it happen. And um, yeah, we just um, put nature back into um, the, the city spaces and, and see if we can get the carbon um, or the oxygen, oxygen, carbon down, oxygen levels up, um, you know, by, by sort of doing that, I think. I think it's a very simple thing that could be done. Um, so I'd love to see that. Love to see more green cities, I think. That would be my magic wish. Thank you for listening to the Journal of Biophilic Design podcast.